Hey folks, welcome back. Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Collingwood, Ontario, we've got Jenna Davis, who is a real estate entrepreneur. She's also a realtor, and she's got a fun backstory as to how she got into real estate investing. So, hey Jenna, welcome to the call. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about you. And what got you into this wild and crazy world of real estate investing? Yeah, well, I am a realtor. Um, but what really got me started was way back when, when I was in college, I bought my first place when I was 19. That's pretty uh, amazing. Like when I was 19, I don't think I, A, would have been thinking about buying a place and B, would have qualified for buying a place yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? I wasn't either. I wasn't thinking about that. I was looking for a rental and we couldn't find anything from where I was looking at. And my parents were helping us and they said, well, why don't we just buy something just so nonchalantly like that? And uh, that was when you didn't have to put any money down. So I really, really wish I bought more at that time. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, so what year was that, Jenna, just to give us an idea? Uh, that would have been 2006, 2007. All right. So I think there was just a very, I think you fluked right out there, Jenna. I think there was a very narrow window of time where Canadian banks were starting to follow the lead of the American banks and just loan money to everybody and anybody. Yeah. And then the, the crisis hit in the States and the Canadian banks, as soon as they got whiff of that, just clamped right down. So I I think you got very, very lucky in that time frame. But yeah, yes, good. I, I agree. Yeah, we we went for it and we bought a little place. And um, that was how I initially just got into the market. Again, I wasn't really thinking about investing. But from there, we I finished school. And that's when we moved to Collingwood. And we sold the place where we were up north and bought a property in Collingwood. And um, kind of the rest is history. I ended up getting my real estate license. And um, learning about all the beautiful, wonderful things about investing. And we ended up um, putting a unit in the basement. And that's how it all kind of started. Well, that's interesting because most real realtor education doesn't talk a hell of a lot about investing. So where did you kind of clue into the whole idea of putting in a secondary suite? Yeah, and you're you're right. It doesn't really talk a lot about that in the schooling or even when you're a realtor. It's at least for me when I yes, first started. It's like here's how to help mom and pop yeah. buyer buy their primary residence, right? That's right. Yeah. So it took me a couple of years. I was probably in the business for I'd say at least six years before it even started to go into my head and think about that this could be a good idea. And it was when I was living. At my, at my place upstairs with my daughter it was just her and I, and we didn't need the space in the basement. And every time I went downstairs to do the laundry, it was just sitting there empty. You just go, there's, yeah, there's like, wasted space here. Yeah, exactly. And just from going through multiple homes and seeing units that had, you know, the little on suites in the, or the okay. suites in the basement, I just, I just knew I'm like, I could be making money here. This is, this is wasted space. I need to, to make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. So what kind of finally sparked you to, to to create that first income property out of your own home house hack, so to speak? Yeah, well, initially it was a little uh, intimidating. I was a single mom on a single income. I wasn't really sure how to go about it. Um, yeah. But shortly after I met my partner, Keenan, 
who is a contractor and handyman. And well, there, that's kind of handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, we're we're the perfect match. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just between, it was one night we were chatting about it and we had a couple glasses of wine and we just started chatting and drawing and making all these plans. And within a couple of weeks, we were downstairs putting the kitchen in, raising the ceilings and it just all stemmed from from there very, very cool so were you actively hands-on doing the renos as well were you helping out with that learning as you went oh yeah yeah there yeah. was late late nights of us downstairs <laughs> redoing the drywall and yeah learning I, I mean essentially my parents were really big in renovation so I learned a lot when I was younger just watching them but this was right. really the first time that I'd taken on something just with myself and with Keenan, and um, I learned a lot just from that little renovation in the basement. Very cool. So what more or less what year would that have been, Jenna? Um, that would have been um, 2018. Okay, very good. Yeah. So we're filming this right now, mid 2023. So it's about five years ago. Mm -hmm. What has your real estate investing journey looked like since then? Since then, we moved upstairs. Uh, we rented out the basement and we renovated the upstairs of that property, uh, planning on staying, but essentially another house came up on the market that we fell in love with. So we were able to pull some money out of that property to move into our principal residence. And okay. we are, are now renting out both of those units in that unit. Yeah. And yeah, from there, we just bought a second property last year. Um, and we're in the midst of starting a big renovation and that one doing a, um, adding a second legal duplex to that one. A sec, a whole separate building on the property or, or a second unit? A second unit that's attached. So there's a, an addition on the property that was added on years ago. That's just huh. being used for storage right now. Got it. Got it. So you're going to convert yeah. that into its own, you're going to turn it into a duplex basically. Yeah, we're going to do it. We we wanted to make the other one more legal, um, yeah. but Collingwood makes it a little bit challenging to do that. Um, and we already had the finished space. So we just kind of made it more of a, um, uh, a separate suite. Got but it. this one we an, do- An in-law suite, so to speak. That's right. Yeah, an in-law suite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one, we want to we wanna learn and we want to go through all of the uh, steps and going going through code and permits and all that. So we're going to make it a legal separate uh, duplex for this one. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. are your, it sounds like you're off to a great start. And, and when the smoke clears with these projects, how many rental units are you going to have in your, in your portfolio when this, this batch is all done? What, what's it, what's your portfolio going to look like? So we're, we're still pretty new. We'll have four doors after this last one is renovated. Uh -huh. um, but very eager to scale and, and move up from there. Well, hey, that's four doors more than 95% of the population has, Jenna. So give yeah. yourself some credit. That's, that is wonderful. Thanks. Hey, you know what? I'm curious because you've got interesting experience growing around up around your parents that were into renovations and then buying your first home when you were 19 and, and then becoming a realtor and then now starting to get into the investing side of things. What have been some of your big aha moments along the way? Like what, when you, when you kind of reflect back, what have been some of your biggest learnings so far? Yeah. Um, 
Well, I guess number one was um, with this current property that we have now, when we first um, purchased it, we ended up doing a small renovation and put a tenant in there right away. Right. And now, now we're doing this uh, renovation on the back end where it was a big learning moment for us where for anything in the future, we're going to renovate the whole property first before we put any tenant in uh, before doing anything further. Why, why it, is that? What What's happened that's made this not so much fun? Well, I shouldn't, he, the, the tenant's been really great and we've been very uh, lucky to have him, but okay. it, yeah, just having someone in there just makes it that much harder to get into the suite. He's got a dog that requires a lot of attention to get in and out. He's very concerned about this dog um, I see. and, and the noise yeah. and yeah, now essentially we're doing this renovation. So he wants, you know, some rent given back to him he's you know this is the inconvenience the inconvenience and all of that so i think that was a really big learning curve for us is that we're going to buy the property we're going to do the whole renovation whether it's a duplex triplex whatever and then get the tenants in yeah yeah well you know what there's two schools of thought there i i going through what you're going through i would tend to agree but the other side of the coin is having that tenant in there has helped you guys to float this property. I don't know if it's cash flow positive with just one person or not, but at least it's covering a big part of that nut every single month. And um, you know, you're not going three or four months with without any income whatsoever. So yeah, I, I hear you. Um there's there's pros and cons definitely to both. And that was our our thought too, right? And um, we've been really lucky that it, it is floating the house and where we live, there is very high rents here. And that's kind of the, the beauty of the real estate is if you can create the right situations, um, and have the right strategies, you can do very well. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, pros and cons. So we'll see what happens with the next one, but, uh, yeah. that was kind of a learning moment for us. Well, cool. So you you guys are off to a great start. What are your plans and aspirations? Let's see for the next 12 months where do you where do you see yourself going if you could wave that realistic magic wand a year from now where would you like to be yeah we would love to get into a larger multi-unit property um something between three and ten units Mm -hmm. uh although we only have the two uh we we did the renovation on our own and doing some renovations with our principal residents we feel pretty confident that we could take on something larger and in the end where the market is right now, higher cash flows are important. And I think it's a good time to get into a multi-unit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like your partner's very handy. Knows that's what he, that's his profession, right? So that's, that's yeah. a big, big, big help right there. You can put in a lot of sweat equity into these properties that you're bringing on. Plus if you're hiring people, he knows what to look for. He can find the best pricing. Well, both of you guys now, best pricing yeah. on materials and whatnot. So It'll be harder for people to hoodwink you sure. <laughs> or take advantage of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. All right. So you want to get into a, a small multifamily property in the next 12 months? Yeah, that sounds like a really good goal. Now, what are you guys doing as far as private capital, joint venture partners, OPM, that kind of thing? Are you self-financing everything or have you started bringing on partners? Yeah. So, so far it's all been self-financing, but we have hit, we've hit a wall now where 
we're thinking, yeah, we're, <laughs> that we're, happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, okay, you know, I don't know how we're going to get into that next one. So uh, I am a member of Keyspire, which is a real estate community, and yeah. they've been amazing. Uh, they've opened so many doors and have taught me so much. Mm-hmm. Even after being in a realtor for 12 years, I'm learning every day. This, with this them. is where the real education comes in. It, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, essentially, I'm taking all the courses and I'm really just trying to get myself out there and networking with people and learning. I would love for that multi-unit purchase to be a joint venture. Mm. So I'm just, I'm trying to meet as many people as I can and um, hopefully find that gem that will uh, be my next. Well, are you you open for a little, a few suggestions, a little bit of advice around that? Because that's kind of our specialty here. Yeah, I love it. Any, Any suggestions? So definitely keep doing what you're doing in the community that Keyspire community, that's great making those connections and, and that sort of thing. The only challenge there might be, Jenna, is that typically, you know, most people that are learning about real estate investing want to actively do it themselves, not so much be passive investors with other people. Some do, but but sure. most are like you guys and, and want to jump right in and and do it together. So the challenge is if you bring on a joint venture partner from there, A, they may or may not have money. B, it's it's like, okay, figuring out who's responsible for what and and all that kind of stuff. So a different way to do it. Don't stop doing the networking. That That is important and keep doing that. But uh, what you might consider in addition to that, especially now that you and, and your partner have a track record, is to leverage your existing connections outside of the real estate education community. So let me explain myself. So you've you've been a realtor for how many years now? 12 years. 12 years. Okay, good. So that's a nice long track record. What's your best guess at how many people you've helped to either buy or sell a home over those 12 years? Oh, hundreds. A hundred? Yeah. Hundred, hundred, probably. I mean, in 12 years. Just best. Probably. Yeah. Like maybe 250, let's say. All right. So let's be conservative. Let's say it's 200. Sure. Right. So that's 200 people there that you've done a huge transaction with. Like most people buying a house or selling a house, that's the number one biggest thing they're going to do financially in their lives. Right. So they know who Jenna Davis is. And would you agree that some of those people have some pretty good equity in their homes now, especially in Ontario over the last number of years? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A lot. So, yeah. So you've got, you've got all of these business contacts and I'm sure you've got them in a database and you might be doing the, you know, the quarterly mail out and all this, the, the normal realtor type stuff, right? I'm just yeah. assuming that you're probably doing some of that. Okay. There's, there's one target group we could look at. Another target group is between you and, and your partner, Keenan. you have friends, family members, business associates, uh, people you know from, I don't know if you guys are part of civic organizations or sporting teams or parent-teacher associations, you know, yeah, all of these kind of things that, that you're involved in. You've got all of these pre-existing relationships with a lot of people who are kind of outside of the real estate space, 
who could be very interested in getting the kind of returns that you guys are able to generate from doing a multifamily property. And here's the big benefit. If you focus on those folks, when they come on as joint venture partners, they're going to let you, in fact, they're going to want you to take the lead, be in charge, make the decisions, mm -hmm. be the leader, right? Because they want to be more on the passive side of things. They want to invest their money with you and watch it grow and, and do all of that without having to go through the 12 years of work experience you've gone through, the last three or four years of education you guys have gone through, the the deals, the four rental units that you've got on the go, they don't want to do all that crap. Mm -hmm. They'd rather invest passively. So anyhow, it's just food for thought. That could be a really good, I think you're sitting on a gold mine there. In fact, I know it. When we work with clients, Jenna, doing this kind of thing, and you've got a much bigger network than most. And between you and your partner, the two of you combined have a significant sized network. So it's a matter of, okay, focusing on those people, shaking the tree and creating interest. And instead of chasing after investors, getting them to come to you and say, hey, Jenna, what's this real estate investing thing you're doing? I'm, I'm curious, tell me more. That conversation is so much easier than you picking up the phone, trying to dial for dollars type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I, I appreciate that. That's a good point with the, I do send out a newsletter, yep. <laughs> which I could, I could add some information on there to my clients. But um, I did, we, we created a package. Um, and it was just from our numbers for our, our current property. And I, we, we put it together and I, I just posted on social media. And mm. I was actually quite surprised by how many friends and colleagues and people that I know yeah. reached out to me saying, Hey, I would be interested in something like this. Very so, cool. Very yeah. Cool. So I'm going to now, now one, one caveat here, Jenna, you got to be careful. You got to be a little bit careful. Two things. Number one, when you're putting packages out on a public platform, like social media, you must be very careful. First of all, I wouldn't put a package out there and here's why. Uh, especially in Ontario, you've got this pesky thing called the Ontario Securities Commission, right? And I don't claim to be a lawyer nor a security specialist. There's, I'm a marketer and a real estate guy, and this is my understanding. It It's illegal for us to actively solicit capital or investors on public forums. Now, tons of people do it, and they tons of people get away with it until they don't. And then it is a whole lot of pain and expense to try and defend yourself. It's, it, I mean, it's you're going to have to lawyer up at three, four, five hundred dollars an hour to defend yourself, right? And and the Ontario Ooh. Securities Commission, that's what they're paid for, right? They're government employees paid to look after the public interest. So they're they're right. working on the government's time. Does that make sense? So I don't want to scare you against social media, there is a time and a place for using social media, but you never, ever, ever want it to appear like you are uh, soliciting investors on social media. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, so careful there. And then the, the other thing I would highly recommend is, so what we show our clients how to do is, is to put together 
what I call a big check pitch deck. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a presentation that you can walk people through in a very simple way that a non-real estate investor can understand that walks them through a deal and how it works. Because if we just send out a, a package, that's great for you and I, but for the average Joe that has never done a real estate deal, it can mm -hmm. be very confusing and overwhelming and all the jargon that we just take for granted, they don't know yet, but they don't want to feel dumb. So they're not going to ask you what it means. Does that make right. sense? So, <laughs> yeah. so just a, a couple of tips there about that, but I'm, but here's the good news, Jenna, you've, you've seen that there is interest in your network around your deals, right? So mm -hmm. I think if you, if you focus there, maybe not that way, don't do it the social media way, but if you do it some other ways, um, that's definitely a great way to start raising capital. Make sense? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for the advice on that, Dave. I appreciate that. My pleasure. So Jenna, time flies when we're having fun. Yes. Sounds like you're up to great things. If people want to connect with Jenna Davis, I imagine it's fairly simple because you're a realtor, but give us give us the best way or place for people to connect with you. Yeah, it's uh, what you actually just said. So on Instagram, it's Jenna Davis Realtor. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Very easy. Yeah, that is very easy. Well, Jenna, I am so excited for, for you and Keenan and, and your plans. I think you are very well positioned to start getting into the small multifamily space. I love your goal because that is a realistic, attain, uh, attainable goal in, in the next 12 months to add whatever way that looks like, a triplex, a, a eightplex, a 10-unit 10, 10 apartment building, that's very, very doable, um, especially when you crack the code on, on bringing on the joint ventures. Yeah, we're excited. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. All right, everybody, take care. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.